listening to the Something More podcast. In season one, James, a pastor in Bristol, and Lexi, part of the staff team here at Something More, lead us through some of the fundamental practices of faith designed by God to draw us closer to Jesus. Cannonball! jump and i didn't understand it <laughs> wow looking yeah. at those levels oh yeah just peaked the level there but um it's, like it's a... worth it i think will ferrell peaked the level when oh that was his down. name will ferrell i was oh, trying to my days lexi i don't watch films i just read books no you don't that's a lie <laughs> You were You're just right. talking to me about You're... Homes Under the Hammer I was the gonna other say, day. I watch Restoration Home, Homes Under the Hammer, Escape to the Country. I uh, just The like Great properties. British Interior Design Show. Oh my goodness, bring it back. I am well on that bandwagon. Yeah, that's all you need to know about Lex, really. Just surface level aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes re- and houses. Just going to remove that dagger from my heart. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Clothes, fashion houses fashion uh, we Kim were actually talking about um capsule wardrobes earlier we were because james was telling me that he was thinking of doing one and i told him good luck yeah i mean like i think i want to take some of the principles because i i still don't really understand what a capsule wardrobe is but my thinking is i i'm enjoying just reducing and refining the, the amount of clothes that I have yeah. to just the faithful few. Mm, we're you know? all about that process of refinement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do that at weddings. I wear the same suit every time. Fair play. It's like a microcosm of Sweat. the capsule. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Come to think of it, Our I haven't thrown it very in, different places. Though. I haven't put it in a washing machine before. I, I have had it dry cleaned before. No, I was going to say that's a microcosm of the capsule wardrobe. But it probably does harbour a lot of microbes. I just, men at weddings and suits, I just think, sweat. Yeah. This Um, is a merry-go-round of joy, isn't it? It is, but that's because it's the last episode of season one, Lex. I can't quite believe it. I still can't believe that we've even done the season. Like, I just remember the initial conversations and piling and praying and goodness gracious me, we're here. Yeah, four and a half years later. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) A few more wrinkles, a few more greys but so Always many more days. laughs in our lives. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a positive. Um, so episode six, Lex, what, yes. what are we looking at today? Oh, today, to bring it all to this sort of final hurrah, mm. we are looking at the church, oh. which is so exciting because James, you're, you're a pastor. This is like your bread and butter. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel the pressure, but oh, now that you, yeah, I'm sorry, I take that back. No, it's all right. I take that back. I mean, I am excited to talk about the church. I suppose the heart behind it is is that the place to learn about all the spiritual disciplines that we've talked about actually is within a community or a church context. Um, so we thought it'd be good just to very briefly recap the last mm. five episodes, just really quickly. Um, yes, so. To take it right back to day one, where we talked about spiritual disciplines, what are they on a super basic level? They are these practices that are found in scripture that that promote this spiritual growth among believers. So they're sort of habits of devotion, um, personal, interpersonal. We've sort of looked at a couple from both camps. Mm. 
and they're very much derived from the gospel rather than being sort of divorced from it um and yeah so the first week we were looking at prayer so what it is why as christians it's so important that we understand it why we do it um sort of shifting that perspective from feeling like it's some sort of eye roll inducing divine summons um, and instead like reinstating it as I think we called it like that royal invitation and the privilege that it is and then we moved on to looking at silence and solitude um, and this sort of attention economy which is um, dizzyingly distracting um, and how we sort of fill our lives with so many things uh, and and how the bible gives us this alternative way of living um, that that leads us to to Jesus um week three we went into god's word amazing um unpacked that a little bit more sort of looking at how we're drawn into a relationship um with jesus through uh reading of that then what do we go into james i'm trying to think after, after uh, that, we went we into went... worship oh yeah so we, we did. talked about worship um and that we're called to give our lives as a spiritual offering to god as part of our worship and what that looks like yeah um we looked at uh, rest mm. and how important it is to do that to take time out that actually to stop doing what we're doing is and to rely on God is is a revolutionary thing it's like it it, it, it requires our dependency on God to yeah. do that uh, and so we wanted to land with the church because it, yeah it's the place where with all these spiritual disciplines it's the place to learn these things together to explore them to be accountable together in the disciplines uh, but also there is a discipline of committing to a community of people yeah. regularly yeah. and sowing into that community. And so we want to, in this episode, just unpack firstly what the church is and try and get as, as helpful big picture. A big picture of what the church is. Um, and also, I suppose, what it isn't. Yeah. Um, and then and then to think about, well, what does that look like practically, uh, particularly focusing on the local church as the local expression of god's people uh, and how we engage with that um so that we can grow and we can flourish and we can enjoy the spiritual disciplines together so we're going to do that so that's where we're going which Fabulous. i'm excited about so uh why don't we talk about what the church is to begin with and uh i guess there are there are two ways of approaching it firstly what we see in scripture is that there is this um global expression of the church um and it's depicted in different ways right the way through the bible so Mm. the church capital c is this is a is the idea of there being a a people uh, a group of people that belong to god and it spans denominations it spans nations languages cultures uh, and and it spans generations his, right the way through history there is this people that belong to God God's chosen people which 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 is rooted in the Old Testament but we see that the Bible follows the story of this people of God um, which is later in the New Testament called uh, the church and so in the New Testament particularly we see different images or different metaphors and pictures of what this church is like what the people of God is like and so uh we see it described as the, like the people of god like i said or uh the city of god is often uh, used as a term to describe the church or god's people where god dwells among a people that is his own we see that in hebrews chapter 12 uh we often uh read about the kingdom of god jesus often talks about the kingdom of god and the rule and reign of the king amongst his people that again that's a depiction of the church in 
in in the Gospel of John in chapter ten, there's there's that really well known parable about about the sheep and the shepherd and the flock of God and that that God cares and nurtures and protects the people of God from outside enemy, uh, so the flock of God, uh, and then. We, we also have probably the two m- most well-known one, two that we're going to just unpack briefly is firstly the body of Christ um, with Christ as its head, which, which is talked about in, in Romans and in Ephesians, and then also the bride of Christ. And, and so before we get onto the body of Christ, which I think, Lex, you're going to yeah. help us think about, I just thought it'd be good within the context of spiritual disciplines, actually, to just unpack the idea of the bride of of Christ, because it's probably the most emotive and intimate picture of of what the church is and the relationship between the people of God and God himself. Incredibly intimate. The church is Jesus's bride. That's what the Bible talks about, which is significant because it tells us something about how the church should be. What the bride wears at a wedding is is significant. Um, so the amount of, I mean, when I got married, which is a long time ago now, um, the amount of effort that went into uh, finding the right wedding dress, making sure it fits, like what do you, what do you call it when you have to like alterations, that's the word. Wow. <laughs> Address amendments um, or whatever it is, you know, take it up or whatever. All the faff around basically a wedding dress and finding the right one um, was was all really important but actually the most important thing about of any of that really was the meaning behind the dress the significance of it and perhaps we don't think about that but but actually the significance of a wedding dress and the fact that it's usually why it's it's because it's a symbol of purity so the bride as she walks down the aisle uh it is presented in her white dress as pure unblemished and untainted to her husband uh, and so in the same way, God's desire for the church is to be presented as pure to its groom, which is Jesus. Um, and so in Revelation, at the end of the Bible, it talks about this great wedding in which Jesus and his bride, the church or the people of God, will be joined together forever, which is, is a, it's quite a strange and mysterious image and picture. But that But that's the reality that that Jesus and the people of God are going to be joined together forever. And we see that particularly in, in Ephesians chapter 5. Um, and actually, it's it's some instructions to husbands and wives when they're getting married. But they, he uses, the, the writer Paul uses the picture of, uh, of a wedding to understand something of this. And so it says this in, in, in verse, I suppose I'll start in verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless and so we start to see that uh, that the church or the people of God are to be holy and pure to be presented on that final day to Jesus, like we read in Revelation. Um, and so when you start to unpack this idea of the bride of Christ, actually you realize that part of the spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about is is to consider and examine ourselves as the people of God in how we present ourselves to God. So I find that a really powerful image of what, what the church is and, yeah. and 
how serious God and Jesus takes the church and how much mm. they love the people of God and so yeah. it, it, I suppose it's not it's not just this man-made institution that, yeah. that we just sign up to and go to but it is the people of God and who who God passionately loves mm. so that's one picture yeah of the church but yeah. what Lex why don't you tell us a little bit about the body of Christ because yeah. I think that's another really powerful image yeah for most definitely and I think for me like a similar thought pattern really in, in the fact that the root meaning of church is not actually like that of a building but of a people and that was something that that really struck me um because the definition is more of that of, of assembly of, of being called out and gathered together um the emphasis is not necessarily on the place and so like you said Romans 12 Verses four to six say, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of another, one another, um, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Um, so there's that. And there's also Ephesians one, which sort of describes um, the body of Christ again, of which Jesus is the head. So that reads um, Ephesians 1, 22, 23. Uh, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Um, so big, big things right there in those verses. But I think the things that kind of struck me initially from that were this like celebration of diversity, mm. but also like this unity that is achieved through him. And I think you see that especially in, in in that section from from Romans. And for me, something it speaks of, and this is something that is so powerful, I think today, um, because there's this sort of individualist culture. I really feel like verse five in particular really challenges that instead of saying, well, actually our true individuality is found, it is discovered, it is experienced in a relationship to the body of Christ. Yeah. So like in, in verse five, so it says, so we though many are one body in Christ, and individually members of another. Um, it's this sort of image of like, you are part of me and I am part of you. Um, and, and we're not to, to divorce ourselves from that. It's sort of in that fullness, in that unity that we find our individual role and we are sort of empowered to to use that to its full force. And, and that is what sort of brings the church to its flourishing, you know. Um, I think it's also interesting that the New Testament doesn't really talk about... Um, christians who aren't accountable members of local churches like there's mm. no such thing as, a, as like a lone ranger or like a freelance christian who sort of goes out and and does it um yeah. does it alone and because that's sort of a, a contradiction to that you know that image of um being a christian which means to be united to christ um and like you said sort of that union with christ expresses itself in this idea of union with his body or being like the bride of christ um and and so they are inseparable so it's that whole image of like being a hand you can't say to the eye like i don't need you etc um and so i think it's quite when, on reading that and sort of seeing that beauty of that diversity and the necessity for all of those individual people who bring all of their individual things to to the table it's kind of sad i think when people are sort of like well do i have to go to church and it's kind of like have to like this isn't like a, a, a punishment you know this is like a, a such a precious gift that we're invited yeah. into That's this great. union um and I think that is what, it's just such a, a beautiful image of, of what, what it is, this this place that is made up of different people from different backgrounds with different experiences with, um, yeah, that all have something to offer and that are all called to be part of this thing that is bigger than themselves. And it's not, it's not about that sort of self-service, um, but it's more about how we can come together to to serve others and to, and to and ultimately to do it all like for, for God, through God, 
I mean, I, I, that's that's such a helpful way of explaining it. And I think, um, you know, you, you do come across different people, don't you? And I think who've had different experiences of church and often our experiences uh, dictate how engaged we are in it. Yeah. But I, I, and so I want to recognise that. Well, I think we would want to recognise that, that some people have had some tough experiences at you know as part of the church and um but i think i think part of that is because the church is made up of of broken people mm. and and that is so important uh to get to understand um and so you know i think um in the in the latest publication that's going to come out there's an article written about the church yeah. and the opening line is you know the church isn't supposed to be a hotel it's supposed to be a hospital, a hospital. Mm. and um there's significance in that because uh within the local church there is an opportunity for the body of christ the people of god to encourage one another to to carry each other's burdens to serve to give to mourn mm. to celebrate um and even thinking about you know the local church that i helped to lead over the last eight year to 18 months i think we've experienced all those different emotions of like celebrating with people who perhaps have recently got married or or you know new jobs new adventures people being saved we've also mourned with those that have lost uh children for instance in our in our in our community in our family uh we you know we 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 welcome and we have people who are struggling with life controlling addictions with burdens with depression illness uh, all sorts and and the church only the church can bring those kind of people together like yeah. you talked about diversity in the early church this was revolutionary the idea that you could bring a community together and uh, people that would be united together uh, but people from completely different backgrounds like the early church was made up of jews and gentiles who never associated with each other mm. like the jews would never associate with the gentiles because they were spiritually unclean and yet what we have instituted in the new testament in the book of acts is is this wonderful picture of people being united not by race tradition color language but by the blood of jesus mm. and so the church in that context was revolutionary and yeah. it should be revolutionary now um but what we find is is that like you said people now approach church as this thing of like well what can i get from it rather than yeah. what can i sow into it what can i give what are the yeah. gifts that god has given me that i can contribute yeah to this local family yeah there's there's very definitely this issue with with sort of what can church do for me how is it going to help me yeah. and i think that is a point where this whole idea of church going out into the world and sort of being in the world but not of the world has sort of become a bit distorted and as that pendulum has come back we have brought some of that individualist tendency into the church and some of that sort of self-service like i don't know um priority mm. to the to the forefront and that that should not be the thing it's not it's not about more for you um i think this is actually one of our articles i've read so, so many of it. it's not about more for you it's about more than you yeah, you know um, and i think that is something that is so important to to challenge ourselves on you know time and time and time again when we come to church it's not just about what you can get out of it but it's about what you're what you're putting into it mm. i think to to tie that little bit up very simply if you're serious about god you should be serious about the church and you yeah. can't you can't pull those things apart jesus is serious about the church yeah and and we should be too i think 
Um, it'd be really helpful, Lex. We, I mean, we've been talking about some things to leave the listeners with to consider. So whether you're looking for a church, perhaps you've moved recently and you're you're trying to find the church that you're going to commit to and be part of, or perhaps you're in an existing church um, and maybe you love the church that you're in, but these are still things that you can think about and consider and then be part of and contribute to, to that end. Um, so we've come up with a few things or mm. a few questions to, to consider off the back of what we've talked about in terms of first I guess helping people to to find or to commit to a church the questions to ask yourself when you're exploring church but also then to think about the church that you perhaps are already in and mm. and to even you know to challenge your leaders your church leaders like I love it when people come up to me and say why aren't we doing this or that mm. it's it's great to have those conversations yeah. so uh, why don't you tell us those things Lex yeah well I think the the main thing the first thing that both of us said is does it preach the gospel you amen. know amen um because that that needs to be at the core you know yeah. um if they're not preaching that then what are they preaching you don't want a part of of that so that is the first thing um are they are they preaching the gospel um the second thing and i think this is really important for you to sort of ask and to think through and to pray about is like is it a place where you can or where you are encouraged to grow spiritually mm. as an individual not just turning up and sort of reading the bible on the Sunday praying there and then going away and, and sort of having no part to play besides that but are they encouraging you or are they facilitating that spiritual growth um because that is so important you know and that's why we're doing this series to encourage us all as Christians ourselves included to go away and day in day out live these things out like they're not just given as um sort of a a pointless exercise that god doesn't work like that um they're given to us because they're good and because they are shaping us through the practice of them into that christ-like image mm. um the third thing it's all about serving you know there are opportunities for you to serve ask yourself how is it you're contributing you know i think we were saying in that um like before i was saying that in this whole sort of flighty age or non-committal age that that we're in like christians and, and, and non-christians alike are sort of naturally inclined to um to to sort of fight against committing long term um and sort of giving that long-standing um acts of service for, for the good of others which is yeah. a bit tragic we're sort of out for what we can get um and i think like we need to we need to make that choice to embrace the long haul you know and to serve um in all of its ups and downs because it doesn't always look pretty you know it means sometimes staying late and washing up like yeah. um but how are you contributing to it how are you helping further the kingdom of god um how are you helping um your leaders and uh yeah that's a great question to to be asking yourself fourth one is is it about god or is it just about sort of motivational life messages because that's not what church is like we have got some incredible messages that should motivate you to go out and do good yeah, things right. it's so true but it's not just about going in and hearing that your life can be better if you do x y and z and you should feel good about yourself because of x y and z like fundamentally this is about god and it is about um his works in out in the world you know like we were saying the whole three things about what church is for being about for encouraging others being a lighthouse to communities and, and serving the poor it's not just about going and feeling good about about you yeah. um and that is a really big thing to hear because there are so many churches that just week in week out pump out really snazzy promo about how to feel better yeah. um but there is so much more than that like don't don't sell church short don't don't limit yourself from the life that is offered you 
Um, and then the final one, do they have a passion to see people saved? Yeah. Big one. None of these are quite, they're, quite, they're all quite big, aren't they? Quite yeah, big challenges. Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode in each of <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they're quite quite meaty. But do they have a passion to see people saved? Yeah. Um, again, it's like, this isn't a social club. Like, great, if you if you get on so well with all of them and you want to hang out all the time, it's brilliant. Like, I know I do at my church, but it's more than that um, because they have a passion to go out into the community and to, to love people and to help them and to, to be that light. Um, and so ask yourself that. So those are the five questions that we kind of came up with around what you should sort of be thinking um, about approaching a church if you're thinking about trying one out um, or like James said, in, in, in sort of talking to people in your church and asking maybe why it is you prioritize some things and not others, yeah. etc. It doesn't have to be a horrible conversation. I think that's the main thing. It can be an open dialogue. We're all about it. I know I've asked James these things. I'm sure other people do too. Um, but it's it's good to be challenged and to think because it's so easy to just sink into a sort of a lethargy or whatever is comfortable um, rather than to push on for better. And, and this whole thing is that the church is meant to offer the world better. Um, and I think so often we fall short of that. And so we need to keep on challenging ourselves because our, our sort of natural inclination is just to go into that state of like, what can I get for me? And that is not what this is about. We need to really challenge that. And I think that's one of the most like countercultural things you can do, you know, is, is becoming like an engaged member of this like faithful church um, because it, it it's about sort of forgetting yourself and finding, like I said, that individuality in unity rather yeah. than just excelling on your own and, and, and fighting to, to be the best you independently of all other things. That's right. I, I mean, to, to, tie it, to tie it all together, I think I've probably said this before at some point. Um, I certainly preach about it a lot. Um, but I, I think the thing that often stops us from committing to anything, any, whether it's work, friends, family, church, anything is is the, the transient world that we live in where we're not sure if we're going to stay or go and uh, you know if we're going to move on whatever it is but I think the thing that Jim Elliot said who, who was this amazing missionary and it's like a motto over my life I feel it's like wherever you are be all there and so if you're a student and you're you've pitched up at, at a church and you're there for three years and you're like oh, there's no point getting too involved because at some point I'm going to go. That That's mm -hmm. not the message we want you to hear. The message is while you're there, you can serve and be a part of this family yeah. and be a, and you can leave a legacy, actually. Like there, I can think of so many people who've come through our church doors, even for like a year, who from the get-go ha have, have thrown themselves into our church family and have left a hole when they've left and that's that's the best thing that you can do um and so uh, i just want to kind of gently encourage you to to mm. think about the things that lex has has talked about um because i think while it is all about god but actually it does you good too yeah. um and it will encourage you in your walk with god mm. um so good thanks lex thanks, hasn't James. this season been fun yeah it, it has been it has it's been brilliant i think also selfishly because in like looking at the topics it's just shown me like what like w if we were to practice them like mm. what that life of faith could look like yeah. and even over the last few months of being more diligent in them like there is such a shift that I've seen in my life and I've heard people that have been listening that have been putting these things into practice they've got in touch with us every week and it is amazing hearing like the revelation that's come from that and um yeah it's so exciting and i think like just the main thing to remember in all of this is like 
we're going to mess up with them. There are going to be days when we don't read our Bible or days when we don't pray or days when silence and solitude, like we just can't be bothered. Like I've just got too much on my plate, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's going to happen. We need to be realistic about this. And we've spoken spoken with it like and the fundamental thing is that the discipline you know in and of itself is not the end goal you know it's it's the means through which we encounter jesus and um yeah if we make them the main thing then we've missed the point because he's he's the main thing in all of this um and so yeah i really hope you guys have have enjoyed this season of exploration there are more spiritual disciplines out there so i encourage you to go find out about them read about them go to scripture they're all there um it's been it's been special it's been real and although it's kind of the end of this series it's only the start of the journey for many people as they venture out into the fun world that is spiritual discipline um so go enjoy be blessed bye Bye.